Before we get started with today's Hustlers Healthy Hacks episode, we want you all to know that the topics, opinions, and views we discuss in this episode are from our own personal experiences and shared with you for entertainment purposes only. If you are wanting medical advice about your health, lifestyle choices, or mental well-being, please seek this from a qualified medical practitioner first. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. So I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit nervous to share this with you guys, but I was lucky enough to be interviewed by the incredible Sophie Walker from the Australian Birth Stories podcast um, to share my birth story with Georgia. And I received so many beautiful messages from so many lovely mums who either resonated with my birth story or found some inspiration in it. So to those people, thank you. You've actually given me the confidence to now share my pregnancy journey and also a special interview with my wonderful nutritionist, Shelley McKenzie, who was such an incredible help um, and a wealth of knowledge throughout my pregnancy journey. So I just wanted to share this with you guys for any current pregnant mamas or women thinking about falling pregnant. I hope this gives you a little bit of inspiration and some healthy knowledge for your journey. I know I went into it probably a little bit naive, um, but nevertheless, I absolutely loved it and it's such a special time in your life. So I hope this provides you with some inspiration or just some good feels. I'd love to hear from you after it, but until then... Thank you and enjoy. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Lovekins, an all-natural, organic and toxic-free Australian skincare range for mothers and babies. Before we get started, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to my girl, Tegan Martin, for facilitating this conversation and for making me feel so comfortable sharing my pregnancy journey with you all. As you will hear in the conversation, Tegan was there from the start to finish of my pregnancy. The highs and the lows, she did experience it all with me. So I'm incredibly grateful for her time and for her allowing me to make this episode possible. Hey guys, I am back from a couple of weeks off. I do apologize to Mads. I've been very MIA. Um, no, but I missed we, you. <laughs> we have been wanting to do this episode for so long because we cannot let Mads forget about the ups, the downs and all the way around the pregnancy. So let's dive into it. We really want to know everything, Mads. Like I, I think I probably do know everything, but I, I want to go even deeper on what you have been through in the lead up to finding out you were pregnant, going through the pregnancy and then post-pregnancy adjusting back to real life. We're going to take a little snapshot into Maddie's pregnancy. Oh, I'm like feel a bit nervous about doing this because <laughs> it feels like, well, it's 10 weeks on Friday. By the time this goes live, Georgia will probably be over 10 weeks, um, which is just crazy to think. But that time, like the last 10 weeks has felt longer than my whole 40 weeks of pregnancy. It's so crazy. Amazing. Um, so- and, and the funny thing is like, I would have thought that I was going to be kind of that friend that would Still keep work, like coming over, working, having a bit of chat, but kind of feeling like I would draw back a little bit because we didn't have as much in common. But what I've found is A, I've become 10 million times cluckier since <laughs> hanging out with you throughout this journey. But B, it's, it's, 
you know, I'm not wanting to have kids anytime soon. Mm -hmm. And and anyone listening to this episode today, don't turn it off if you're not looking at having kids anytime soon. If you have any motherly instinct within you, please listen to Maddie's story because she's someone that's done this in a way that has been so inspiring and so calming and opened my eyes up to the fact that pregnancy doesn't need to be scary. Having a baby doesn't need to be scary. And I really want people to have a listen to this because I was terrified by the idea of pregnancy before I sat by you and and went through this whole journey with you side by side, week (laughs) by week. Oh, that means so much. Thank you so much. And you literally were there every single week. I feel like it's, it's like so part nice. my baby. Like I, I come in every every week. I, what? How big is the bump this week? Um, so let's go back to finding out when you were pregnant. Yeah. Was it something that you and Ryan were planning for a long time? You know, were you that person that had in your timeline, I want to have a baby at this age? How did this all begin? Well, I will start with a warning that there will be baby noises in the background because <laughs> Georgia is here with us right now, aren't you, Bubba? She's in Auntie Teague's She's arms. in Teague's arms. She's sure. She's very happy there. But yeah, I guess I've always been a really, really maternal person. So I've always loved babies, loved babysitting other kids. Um, I had so many dolls when I was young and used to carry them around like a real life baby. <laughs> um, so I've always wanted to be a mum, which definitely I think made the decision or the process a lot easier. Yeah. But as for the timing, I definitely probably didn't feel as ready as Ryan was. So as soon as we got married, he was really keen to have a baby and I was kind of putting the brakes on. I felt like I just really stepped into my own with my career and Healthy Hustlers was going really well. And, you know, I'd worked really hard for that 12 months or so to get the business to where it was. And so then to kind of throw a baby in there, I was thinking, oh my goodness, no way, this is just too much. Mm. But sure enough, you know, he kept saying to my family and around my family, like, I just want to have a baby. I want to have a baby. And everyone kept being like, well, why aren't you? And my brother actually ended up saying to me, Mads, why are you like putting a hold on this and saying that you're not ready when you spent your whole life wanting to be a mum? Like, that's all I would know about you is that you wanted to be a mum. Like, and it's really funny, I think, when someone's so close to you reminds you of something and it really just hit home when he said that and I just thought to myself why am I kind of putting a hold on this like it is definitely something that I want and you know how lucky am I to have a husband like Ryan who is so keen to have children and Mm -hmm. you know has worked so hard to get to a point where you know he feels that we're comfortable enough to to have a baby so yeah I kind of put all my guard down and yeah so we were lucky we did conceive quite easily and, and, and quickly in that manner. So it was only ended up being about three and a half months after we got married. I need to go into this a little deeper because I think there might be a lot of women out there feeling a similar way to you. You just said that you didn't think you were ready because work was going so well. Personally, you thought you were finally achieving all these big goals. But if you were to strip all of that back and actually look at who you are and what you genuinely want in this life, which yeah. as we all know, you've only got one shot, it was that you wanted to be a mum. Like, what would be one piece of advice you would give to other women who maybe deep down know that's what they want but they keep letting the superficial things get in the way? Yeah, for sure. Well, I think I truly don't believe that you could ever be ready for something this big. Mm. It is life-changing it's Mm. it it is something that you've never ever experienced before being pregnant is something you've never experienced giving birth is something you've never experienced and having a child so it's really hard to 
try to figure out if you're ready or not because you don't know what you're going to be ready for. Mm. So I think, you know, one thing I learned throughout my pregnancy was that as human beings, we do associate a lot of negative feelings or emotions with situations that we've never actually experienced before, Mm. you know, and that was something that I thought I wouldn't be able to work all the way up and you know, I was still working the day that I went into labor Mm. because my mindset changed that I was like, just because society's told us we can't do things or I've attached these negative emotions to to this experience, Mm. it doesn't mean that it's actually going to turn out that way. So I think that a lot of us probably do that. Like even myself, like I probably think it's easier to get the next big job and go through a whole nother chapter of something I I know than to do something scary and completely new. And that's the thing, you know it and it's comfortable and you know what's coming ahead. Whether with having a child, you don't know what's ahead. Yeah, like, like, you know, adjusting to just getting that new promotion is probably going to feel a lot more comfortable than the complete unknown. So we just keep putting the same kind of things in our path forward rather than going, I actually wanted to be a mum when I was 25, if I'm honest with myself. Totally. And it was funny because when I was, I was actually working like a casual retail job throughout starting up Healthy Hustlers and a mum came into the shop and she had two young kids and, you know, I got chatting to her and I I said, oh yeah, my husband's really keen to have a baby, but I'm just not sure if I'm ready. She's like, why aren't you ready? And I said, oh, I don't know. We've just got so many good things coming up and my business is, you know, starting to do really well. And she just looked at me and she's like, all of those things can wait and I promise you, you will never, ever regret not drinking on that night out or, Mm. you know, not being able to eat raw seafood on that holiday (laughs) when you have a child. And it it was so true. Like now I'm like, I didn't miss any of those things. Like I was pregnant for so many big occasions. And Mm. if anything, I felt more amazing because I was growing this beautiful human being inside me. So Mm. yeah, I just think it's such a special time. And, but I don't, think if you are a female who is quite driven and career focused I don't know if you'll ever fully feel ready to let go but Mm. yeah just do it it's the bloody best (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's a little snapshot into how you're feeling in the lead up when you were kind of nearing closer to the birthday yeah what kind of feels and emotions were coming over you yeah so I had a very good pregnancy I was really really lucky so I didn't have any morning sickness which I'm very grateful for. So I was kind of able to just like go through my normal life. Yeah, I was, I was really tired, but, um, you know, I was still working and doing all the normal things. And it wasn't till probably Guys, about the She 20- did a live tour <laughs> like a couple of weeks out of uh, the birth date. <laughs> it was a little bit crazy. But yeah, so it probably wasn't until about the 20-week mark that things started to feel serious, I guess. You know, I had this big bump and was starting to feel movement from the baby and all of a sudden it started to feel really serious to me and I started to think my goodness I've put no focus on this pregnancy whatsoever and I'm now (laughs) 20 weeks away from having a baby so I really started to get things into place I guess at that stage so I started to surround myself with people who made similar lifestyle choices to me because that was something that I definitely hadn't put enough emphasis on and it's definitely something second time around that I will do from the get-go and that's some advice I would give to anyone who is pregnant or thinking about it is to really think about the choices in your life that you want to carry through in your pregnancy because you know I did just go to my local GP who was amazing and I love her and would go to her again but you know some of the decisions that they make are very much just I guess a little bit by the book or because they've always had to So the glucose intolerance test or tolerance test, I can never remember. I think it's intolerance. 
<laughs> tolerance. Know. I don't know. It's one or the other. Um, that test is basically you have it, I think you have it around the 20-week mark or 26-week mark and you basically go into the hospital. You have to fast for 12 hours before it. You go into the hospital and you drink this like cup of really, really sugary drink and then see how your body reacts mm. to it. So the thought of that to me was horrific because one, food was a huge, huge priority to me in my pregnancy. I would make sure that I was nourishing my body as much as and as best as I possibly could. So the first thing I'd do in the morning was have a massive glass of water to rehydrate and to eat. So either a banana or a big smoothie or something because, you know, I was growing a human being. So the thought of like fasting for that long was horrible. So I knew that I wouldn't react well to that. And then secondly, drinking a cup of sugary. So is this something that everyone has to do? Everyone has to do. Right. Well, it's a standard like Western practice, I guess, of, of pregnancy. You know, and the test is really important, especially for people that do have a history of like diabetes mm-hmm. or maybe do have a poorer diet throughout pregnancy because it can re- it can have massive impacts. But I knew in myself that one, I'd had a really, really healthy pregnancy. I'd prioritised, you know, my nutrition and what I was fueling my body with. Plus, I didn't have any history of diabetes. So the idea of that test really scared me because I also choose not to eat refined sugars in my diet. Mm. So... I thought my little human inside me has not really had sugar, sugar yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm going to not eat anything and then put this enormous amount of sugar into my body. Like I can't imagine what that's going to do to my baby. I don't want to be saying this to encourage people to to make that same decision, but I just knew that that didn't feel right in me. Mm. So instead at that point I decided to surround myself with people who I knew are experts but also have similar lifestyle choices Mm. because I'd voiced my concerns to my doctor and she was really against me not doing the test and that just didn't sit well with me. You know, I knew my body. I felt like I knew my baby at that stage. So I started to see a nutritionist who I will actually be interviewing um, as part of this pregnancy series, Shelley from Freedom Wellness in Port Melbourne here in Melbourne and she was absolutely amazing. She was actually pregnant at the same time. So that was just such a relief relief Mm. yeah and just it's such a good reminder to me to make sure that you know this is a huge thing that you're doing and I really didn't put enough emphasis on surrounding myself with those people early on in the piece so instead I left it to that 20 week mark where I was semi freaking out and a little bit stressed but um Shelly was a really amazing part of my journey and really helped me with my nutrition and a few of those choices that you know I needed that expert opinion on but wasn't probably the mainstream way to go okay so so did you choose to go forward with the test no so I didn't I did a blood test just to check the levels Mm -hmm. which then once I showed the doctor they were comfortable with so you know and after that I was really proud of myself for sticking to my guns and doing something that I really believed in so the next thing then that I did was enroll in the hypnobirthing because at that same 20-week appointment that I had the discussion with my doctors about not doing that test I said to her when are we going to discuss my birth and she said what do you mean and I said oh well you know I, I would like to have a cesarean And she just kind of looked at me like really oddly and said, well, no, you won't be having a cesarean. Like you're a low risk pregnancy. You'll be having a natural birth. And you turn around and said, have you seen the YouTube videos? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like the shock on my face. I was like, no, but I I can't have a natural birth. Like my mum had two cesareans. I'm not having a natural birth. And she's like, 
Well, you are. Like, it's you're funny how we take on what our mum's done because my mum's totally. had two natural, so I've always just thought that's the way I'm going to do it. 100%. You do and you honestly carry that. And I think, mm. you know, my mum's a really small person like I am, so I just always assumed. Would it fit out? Yeah, I actually <laughs> couldn't have a natural birth. I'm not joking. I was like, I'm too small to have a natural birth. Um, but that's a lie, guys. <laughs> there you go. So myth, that was – um, busted. Yeah. If you are small, you can have a natural birth. Actually, you can. Yeah, it's great. It's actually mind-blowing to think – but um, that was a really big turning point for me in the pregnancy because I realized all of a sudden, okay, I'm not going to get this choice of like, I have a cesarean. I'm actually going to have a natural birth, which I'm shit scared of, absolutely shit scared of. So I really had to, it become a massive mindset game and I really had to switch my thinking and just empower myself, I guess, to believe that my body was capable of this, to believe that I really trusted my baby and it would come into this world the way that it needed to. So I did do a few things. I enrolled, we did a hypnobirthing class, birthing classes, which was amazing. It was very holistic, very much about turning your mindset into believing that you were capable of this. It was a lot of breath work Mm. um, and different techniques. I won't lie, like, you know, obviously I love a holistic approach, but it's very, very holistic. And at times, like now looking at it, you've got to take a bit of it with a grain of salt. Mm. Like I'm sure there is women that can absolutely have pain-free pregnancies, but or births. I was not one of them. I, I was think that takes definitely you know, not years one of them. and years of being able to get into a meditative state quite easily. Absolutely. And yeah. I think the percent, it's like five percent of women are actually reported of having pain-free births. Like at the end of the day, you're pushing out a human being. Like mm. Georgia was 3.3 kilos. Like that's mm. a lot to push out of the body. So yeah, birth was definitely not pain-free for me, but the hypnobirthing really allowed me to get in the right frame of mind to really trust myself, to trust my baby, to really know how to breathe correctly, how to, you know, push a baby out so that I didn't have to, I guess, have the drugs and a few other things. The other thing that I did was I started to listen to the Australian Birth Stories podcast, which is by Sophie Walker. And that was awesome. I Sophie was actually kind enough to send me a whole list of, you know, really positive birth stories. So I would constantly listen to them on my walk and just surround myself with those stories and those women who had had really positive births so that, you know, I didn't know what my birth story was going to be. Mm. And I, I knew that it was up to my baby, however it would be. But for me to go into it, I needed to be in a really positive mindset and know that I was capable of doing it because at the 20-week mark, it was the furthest thing from my mind. And yeah, it scared the absolute crap out of me. (laughs) We'll be right back after this healthy break. If you've been following my journey since starting The Healthy Hustlers, You'll know my aim with this podcast is to inspire you to live your healthiest and happiest life. Well, for me, that starts right here with my family. And that's exactly why I'm so incredibly proud to be an ambassador for Lovekins. Lovekins is a pure, natural Australian skincare range for both mothers and babies that supports local communities by using sustainable and native ingredients. Their range of premium products are natural, organic and infused with Australian superfoods. All massive ticks from me. I believe good health requires a full circle approach, free from toxic ingredients and harmful chemicals. And that's why, as a mum, I choose Lovekins. 
To find out more about their toxic-free, all-natural product range, please head to lovekins.com or click the link in the show notes. I can attest to the fact that you were truly so calm the few weeks before you knew G's birth date. Like I was coming over and sort of trying to kind of be calm for you, but kind of freaking out myself (laughs) because as I said, like I really, I was here from the start, like from the moment Mads found out she was pregnant, I was here, you know, twice a week, almost every week. And you know, you'd never had a baby before and neither had I and neither had any of your friends. So mm. it was it was so much the unknown that I was worried that you were kind of going to go into a freak out mode last minute, but you were so calm. And it's all of these things that you did, like seeking out the best resources, mm. seeking out the positive birth stories rather than holding on to the million negative ones that you've received from women every second month you know you hear a a woman say oh it's the worst it'll be the worst day but the best (laughs) day of your life and it's like can we leave the word worse out of the sentence like I'm already freaking out like (laughs) and it's so funny because I I so believe that people are so happy to tell you a bad story but no one tells you the good stories Mm. and it wasn't until I even posted something on Healthy Hustlers about listening to the Australian Birth Stories podcast and surrounding myself with positive birth stories that I got so many of the beautiful listeners direct messaging me being like, you know, babe, I had a really amazing pregnancy as well. And like women I'd worked with as well that I didn't know anything about their birth stories. And they were sending me their stories about like, you know, I had this with my birth and this was amazing. And all of a sudden I was attracting all of that. And that's all I was hearing. So I did go into it. I actually went into it excited. I won't lie. And on when we got asked at the birthing classes, how we're feeling about birth, I literally honestly said, I'm so excited. And I was by the end, I was so excited to experience it. I could never, ever, ever had prepared myself for what was ahead. Like I was completely naive, I won't lie. I had no idea what was going to happen in terms of how intense it actually was. Mm. I never thought that that would have been possible, but it it was. It was the most intense yet powerful experience. Yeah. And I feel really in awe of my body and awe of women, no matter how you have a child, however it, you know, comes into the world to, to be able to carry a human being and to grow it is just the most special and magical thing. And I just think any woman who's listening to this, who's either thinking about being pregnant or has been like, you're amazing and you can absolutely do it. And it's, yeah, it's a really beautiful, beautiful time. That's so beautiful. And for someone who it's probably a few years away for yet, but definitely has that really strong maternal instinct, you know, to start feeding my mind with positive stories now and hearing people like you who weren't scared and aren't scared to go into it second Mm. time around because, you know, you've prepared yourself and you, you went into this with every part of you going, I can do this. Mm. That's that's what I need to hear yeah. in the, in the lead up to the years of when I'm finally ready. Um, I really want to touch on something, and I don't want this to sway people's opinion on the way that they do things while they're pregnant. But I remember a really powerful conversation we had. I think it was like a couple of weeks after the birth, and you said to me that the nurse in the ward had said that you were the only person in that ward that afternoon or that day um, that had had a natural birth out of, I think it was 13 13, or 14, 13 other women. And 
this, as I said, I don't want to. I don't want to put an idea in women's mind as to how they should do things, or this may not even be the case. But I think we truly believe mm. together that a big part of the reason your body was so capable of having this baby naturally at this, you know, small size that you are, <laughs> was because you were so healthy throughout your pregnancy. And mm. yes, you craved bad food, and you, you had cravings and you fulfilled yep. those cravings but you did it in a healthy way mm-hmm. as best that you could and your your pregnancy cravings were like chocolate and then you would go and make yeah you'd go chocolate. and make a healthy raw chocolate you know yeah. out of cacao and coconut mm. oil like you were so healthy and I was so impressed that every time you had a craving you'd be like making oatmeal banana cookies <laughs> like I'm like Maddie like when are you gonna go out and have like you know, Maccas or something normal that, that women that are pregnant are craving and you were like, Teagues, I know that I need to fuel my body mm. to get it to the best state that it can to go through this, yeah, this crazy experience. experience. Yeah, I'm really glad that you have brought that up because it's something that I am really proud, I guess, of Ryan and I and not to preach it or anything, but I was just really proud of us as a family of some of the decisions we made. So, you know, we do prioritise our health, the food that we eat, And we do choose to eat organic where possible. And, you know, that costs a lot of money and we've had to make sacrifices in other areas financially so that we can do that lifestyle. But, you know, Ryan's a huge part of my health journey and he's someone that really inspires me. So when I did fall pregnant, you know, a huge emphasis was even more so on what I was eating because, you know, you would look at the pregnancy apps every week and it was like, your baby is now growing vocal cords, your baby's brain is developing. And Mm. like, I would read that and think, well, whatever I'm putting in my body this week is going to my baby and that's going to my baby's brain. Mm. So I found those apps really useful for keeping me in check because the cravings are real. Like Mm. I could have eaten hot chips every single day of the week. I wanted chocolate. Like I wanted all of the normal stuff, but I just made a hot chip. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I absolutely was not perfect through it, but I did make a really conscious effort to make most of my meals in the day quite nourishing. So, you know, my parents at times would make comments about, you know, how extreme our our lifestyle (laughs) choices are and, oh, bloody, the healthy ones are here. A bit of (laughs) scepticism. Absolutely, you know. And so we never put our decisions on other people. If we'd go to our families for dinner, we would eat whatever they serve up. And both of our families are really healthy, so we're lucky. But, yeah, my, my dad in particular had made a few comments just about our, you know, expensive choice in food and why, you know, we have to be eating organic. So when Georgia was actually born... My dad called me after he left the hospital meeting her for the first time and he just said, wow, Matt, I I really owe it to you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, your choice in lifestyle of, you know, eating so clean throughout your pregnancy has worked wonders. Like she's just so beautiful and happy and like her skin. And he was really blown away by knowing what I had just been through as well. Like to hear that, you know, your daughter had just been through a 52 hour or something labor and, you know, it was 10 and a half hours active and three hours of pushing in the end was a lot. So for him to know that I'd been through all of that and to see this happy, healthy little baby, yeah, he was, he gave me that compliment and I, it felt really good to be honest because I thought, you know, in that moment, I was like, I'm really proud of what we have done because it has reinforced that the choices that we're making in our life. But I think the thing that really got me was, so the few days after we got home from the hospital, the midwife came to visit me and she said, you know, you were the only natural birth on the ward in that week. So I think there was 14 of us on the ward and they were all, the others were serene, which 
look, so many of my friends have had cesareans. My mum had cesareans. There are so many reasons why people have cesareans. It's absolutely not always because of diet related. But this case at this time, the time that I happened to be on the ward, um, the midwife, I said to the midwife, oh, I'm really interested to know like why is that the case? Because we're in a public system. So for anyone that hasn't been through a public system or hasn't had a baby, like an emergency cesarean is the last choice because they have to get doctors in, like it costs them more money. The public way is to have a natural birth. So unless you're a high risk or there's a complication, you are having a natural birth. And so I was just really intrigued to know why all of these women, because I knew my first option originally was a cesarean and it wasn't even a conversation. So she said to me, oh, at the moment, actually, we're really struggling with the health of women and it's playing a massive, massive impact on the delivery and the, and the pregnancies of their babies. So basically what she explained to me is that, you know, a lot of women do take the approach of I'm pregnant, I'm going to get fat or I'm putting on weight or however they want to look at it. I'm going to eat whatever I want for nine months and I'm craving this so I'm going to eat that block of chocolate. When really, like you are growing a human being so their body isn't being nourished or fueled enough for it to, I guess, have a full normal pregnancy. So things are, complications are coming through, things are happening that isn't a natural process of a pregnancy because they're not getting the right nutrients and, and fuel for their body. So then they're getting to a point where, you know, they may have to get induced or things have to happen. And these, a lot of these women were going out and, you know, having their big dinner of KFC or their oily fish and chips the night before going into birth and then thinking that, that is going to be the stamina that they need to get through the next 40, sometimes 50 hours of labor. And it's just, it's not enough. Like, so this is speculation from the nurse. This literally was what, yeah, the midwife had said to me. And like I said, not, I know that there is so many other cases for it. You know, there's so many women that, you know, people opt to have cesareans if they're in, (laughs) in um, other situations. And, And that was definitely my first choice. At the start, I was just blown away at that point. Mm. I think it was just a massive realisation for me that what we had chosen to do, the food that I had chosen to you eat. You felt intuitively that that was yeah, 100% that is actually why you helped get me that. get through a natural birth. Yeah. So I just found it a really interesting point of view. And yeah, it was abs- like I said, I cannot reinforce more that it is not every situation. Absolutely. There's so many complications that come into play with mm. pregnancy and everyone's body is so different and everyone's story and delivery is so unique. Like you don't know anyone else that's had the same kind of birth as you because it's unique to you. But for me at that stage to be in that situation where I, you know, went into my pregnancy like at 50 kilos and that is a normal natural weight for me. I've never been able to put on weight. I've never been able to lose it. I'm a Mm. very small framed person. For me to be able to go through that many hours over 50 hours of labor and 10 and a half of active labor and push out a three and a half kilo baby. Mm. I just knew inside me that it absolutely had to be because of the way that I fueled my body. I love that. And I think she just reinforced it completely for me that, you know, that is unfortunately a lot of the cases that they are seeing, it just purely comes down to the diet of people while pregnant. Wow. It's such an interesting perspective and one that resonated with me you know, it won't resonate with everyone, but it resonated with me because I've healed my body mm. from illness mm. by putting the right food in and changing my environment um, yeah. as best that I could with the knowledge that I have. And, you know, it's never going to be perfect, but 
there are so many things that you can do and there's so much mm-hmm. information out there to be able to help you and help you put your body in the most in the strongest possible state it can be in to get through these types of things like we're seeing I watched a documentary the other day with um a whole heap of athletes who oh, are on vegan changes. diets yeah game changers I think so, yeah was yeah, it yeah. yeah and yeah it was just insane to see that these people we're running these huge mm-hmm. races and, and completing these huge tasks on a vegan, you know, mm-hmm. most likely pesticide-free yep. organic diet. And, yeah, it's, it's really starting to – the information is really starting to trickle out Absolutely. there to the masses and, you know, you can do what you want with it. But for me personally, someone who, you know, was quite ill and now lives a very happy mm-hmm. and healthy life, it's massive. Absolutely. And it, there's in no doubt in my mind yeah. – that doing that throughout your pregnancy is going to put you in good stead to be able to have a natural birth. And if you can have a natural birth, like, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, totally. Why wouldn't you want to experience that? 100%. Yeah, I so agree. And, you know, and like I say, I know there's probably so many women out there that are are so healthy and, you know, do everything they can, but there's a complication at Mm. birth and they have to have, you know, other ways that they might not have have chosen. And we can have, we can, we have that option. Yeah, absolutely. We're so, so lucky because years ago, like, that wouldn't have been an option and mm. you would have lost a baby. So we're so lucky to have those options. And it's, I think that that's just for me personally, it just really reinforced my choices. It reinforced why I made those sacrifices in our life to be able to eat that way and to eat, yeah, free of pesticides and herbicides and all of those things that are, you know, toxic in our body. And mm. we're, we're so unaware of it because we're not educated on that sort of stuff. So, Mm. you know, like you just said, the more that you're educating yourself on this and becoming aware and watching documentaries and reading things, you know, we can make more empowered choices. So for anyone who is pregnant or thinking about it, I just, yeah, I would really encourage you to surround yourself with people that are able to help you make empowered choices that align with your lifestyle. That's so amazing, Matt. I'm feeling super inspired and a little less scared of, <laughs> of birth now. Um, if you guys have been interested in Maddie's personal story of birth today, I would love you to tune in to her episode where she dives deep into the nutrition choices she made and, and you know, probably the supplements she took mm-hmm. along the way and, and all of the things that she thinks helped her have such a beautiful, healthy, happy baby. And I can also attest to the fact that, you know, Mads was absolutely glowing like two weeks after her birth. I, I've seen, you Not know. Not so much now, I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's still glowing. Like I, I showed up this morning and I looked at your skin and I was like, how, are you, how did you just have a baby? I've got so many family members and friends that have had babies and they just – they looked like they looked wrecked for for mm. months after after it, and you've just been glowing the whole way through, oh, and so you haven't put on <laughs> you know huge amounts of weight, and obviously that's probably genetics as well. But you you really just are the epitome of health, and oh. have been throughout this whole journey. So I highly recommend you guys listen to her episode with her nutritionist um, that delves a little bit deeper into how she's gone about it. Oh, thanks so much, Teagues, and thanks for inter- interviewing me on that one. I enjoyed our little chat. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that bonus episode. Before I finish off, I did want to share with you a few of my favorite go-tos for healthy inspiration throughout your pregnancy. So on Instagram, I highly recommend you following 
bump and bub by the amazing Eliza. She is a midwife and has so much beautiful content and also a section where you can ask a midwife. So if you have any questions, she is a wealth of knowledge and is definitely my go-to. And also Sophie Walker's podcast, The Australian Birth Stories. As I mentioned, I listened to some really positive birth stories on that platform And Sophie has a really great way of sharing and telling women's stories. So highly recommend you jumping on to their podcast. The Pelvic Hub was also a great place for me to get some exceptional products um, for post-birth. So if you were after cooling packs um, or any of those bits and bobs, I definitely recommend you checking out those guys. And post-baby, when you need some beautiful products, my go-to is always The Memo. They have an online edit of all the best baby products on the market. So it's handpicked by a mother and her business partner, and they're literally the best on the market. I don't even have to do research now. I just go to The Memo, and I know that their selection of products are the best in every category. So I hope this has helped you guys and thank you again for listening. If you'd like to follow along with my journey, I'm at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram. Thanks so much.